unidentifiable flying object. UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Fighting the UFO. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be anything. A UFO. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of UFO No, episode 97. 97. Oh, so much fun. We've had a ball doing this. Your break from the propaganda, the bad news, the political nonsense, bringing you fun topics like the Alaskan Triangle. That's what we're going to talk about today. It's known for Bigfoot sightings. UFOs, demonic entities, and that's just to name a few. It's got a lot going on. Thank you for joining the show. Appreciate you. We're in the stratosphere, cruising about 97,000 feet. I'm cruising solo on this one. Nate, you're in our thoughts, buddy. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Uh, once again, cruising about 97,000 feet. It's clear skies, baby. If you like the show, be sure to share this episode. Give us a nice review on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I'm sorry, uh, Google Podcasts, I believe you could do that, Spotify, uh, we're even on Audible, everywhere. Anywhere you can leave a review, please do. It really helps us out a lot, as well as hitting that subscribe button on Rumble, on YouTube, wherever you might be. All of it helps a ton. Also, be sure to go click that link in the show notes portal to all things UFO know to uh, get yourself some merch. And of course, don't forget, you can also donate at patreon.com slash UFO no podcast where you will get all the episodes ad free, uh, all my loyalty bonus episodes every single week. Uh, and I'm going to be adding a bunch of new stuff. Uh, I just got the equipment folks. So we're going to be upgrading a bunch and a ton on the Patreon. So go check it out. Once again, patreon.com slash UFO no podcast. That's where everything's going on. Remember, click that link in the show notes portal, all things UFO no link. Let's do this. So the Alaskan triangle is known once again for a bunch of uh, things, including Bigfoot and UFOs, but it, it's estimated that over 16,000 people have uh, disappeared without a trace in this area. But what we're going to talk about specifically is the Alaskan Hotel, uh, which is really kind of a crazy place from what uh, from what I could check out. So the Alaskan Hotel is in this place called the Alaskan Triangle. And the Alaskan Triangle is where all this weird shit's going on. But the Alaskan Hotel, among other places that we're going to go over in this episode, has a lot of paranormal stuff. If you've listened to the episodes or the show in general, you'll know that uh, we've talked about some paranormal stuff. Uh, the Lindsley Street case is a, a, a one that I like to bring up a lot because it had a lot of the typical, you know, things moving around on its own, which is very uh, uh, common to this. It had objects moving by themselves, uh, curtains moving by themselves, people getting pushed moved around by what seemed like invisible hands, as they say, shadowy figures, dark shadowy figures, all this stuff. If you've listened to the Lindsley Street case, you know that I, I talked a lot about energy 
the ley lines that were going on in this uh, this area among the uh, the other thing was is it had a lot of power, old wiring going through the house. It was an old house, power lines going overhead. So what you had is this concentration of energy in this one area, and so that's what I like to kind of think about when we talk about paranormal because you might be thinking, well, what the fuck does paranormal have to do with UFOs? Well, I tie it all together. It's all energy. Um, but the paranormal seems to have some kind of link to portals, gateways, things like that. And so that is very similar to UFOs and aliens, that there's these multidimensional, interdimensional beings that travel through por- portals and gateways. So is there a link between paranormal and what we call UFO alien phenomenon um, I think so. I think it's all related. So that's why I like to kind of talk about it all um, and bring it together if you're wondering why we're talking about paranormal stuff and because I want to. Um, so uh, among these things, shadowy figures, there's time slips. Uh, there's there's some evidence of time slips. So we're going we're gonna to look at that too. So here's some of the questions we're going to ask. Are these things taking place because of where it's located, the Alaskan Triangle, is it because it's haunted? Is it because it's more of an alien connection? Um, or is it something more natural that tends to be the case in some of these places? Um, again, I referenced the case, Lindsley Street case. So go and go and check that out if you haven't. Wait, don't do it yet. Stay on this episode. Go check it out later. Um, and, and again, in this case, uh, to go into a little bit more detail, was there was a little girl involved. It was a family with a little girl and she was at the center of this poltergeist case that was tormenting the family. Again, my take on it is that the, the ley lines and the concentration of power sources, the old wiring all kind of lead to the fact that this place was exuding energy uh, and absorbing energy. It was kind of almost like a breathing in and out and in and out. Um, But this little girl was taking advantage of the situation by trying to get attention because it was found that she was moving things around herself and blaming it on these entities, these ghosts, whatever they might have been. So it it muddies the waters because you have a girl that's clearly manipulating a situation um, to take advantage of it and gain attention, but as a lot of the officials that were involved, the family that was involved, several investigators that were involved say, um, there's some things there's no way she could have done. Some of the, some of the things that she, that were moved around would have been too heavy or, you know, the, the weird lighting or, 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 uh, energy pulses, whatever that was going on. She couldn't have been, um, doing the lights and been standing where she was at the same time. But then there was other moments where, behind it she was behind a recliner making it move on its own or she tipped over a vase and somebody caught her and anyways that's why we break it down because there's always something there's always something in there and that's why i like to find it it's never it's never as it seems on the surface so that's why i like to look at it um so again with this alaskan hotel case the location itself may have been a factor. So we're let's look at the history a little bit of this. So the infamous Alaskan Hotel is located in Juneau, Alaska. 
um, or Jeannot or uh, however it's pronounced, in 1913 is when these brothers, <coughs> excuse me, John uh, and James McCloskey, and they had a partner, Jules Caro, opened up the hotel um, when they struck it rich in the Klondike Gold Rush or the Yukon Gold Rush. I'm not really sure what they call it. Uh, I think there's both terms used, but anyways, I'm not really sure which one. Klondike, Yukon, doesn't matter. It's Gold Rush. They struck it rich. So they build this three-story, 46-room hotel, and of course, in the small area that was just being developed uh, during the gold rush, it became the center of where everybody stayed when they came over there. And there was a lot of people coming over there to get in on this gold rush and the area grew. So it just became the center point of it. Um, So fast forward to, um, well, a little bit more in the history. The history is they have all these things that these people come in and out, um, there's a case of a lady named Alice who supposedly um, her husband got married. Her husband left her alone at this place, this hotel, um, and to go and, I, I don't know, pursue gold for like three weeks. He left her. No food, no money, no nothing. So she resorts to prostitution and... Um, Apparently, the story goes is with some John uh, at the time in this hotel room, which is one of the hotel rooms we're going to go over, 315, um, in this room. And when her husband came back, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, finds her in the sky. And the story is a little unclear whether he lets the guy go or shoots the guy dead. You would think that'd be uh, an important detail that they would... uh, make sure to get right. But either way, they don't. Um, so they're not sure which way, but either way, he strang- his uh, uh, her husband strangles her to death. Horrible, horrible. Um, so that's one of the cases where they say that uh, the place is haunted from. There's another case, I believe, um, where a guy jumped out of a window, and I'll go into a little bit more detail here, but... Um, jumped out of a window survived uh but there nobody's sure why he jumped out of the window but the room was covered in blood when they went because there's a whole thing uh where staff called the police police shows up a couple of them um i can't remember where out we'll go into a little bit more detail but anyways fast forward to present day, Mike and uh, Betty Adams, they're the ones that own it now. They've owned the building for 40 years, um, and they say that they inherited this long list of ghost sightings that they believe are from the miners and the residents who all stayed there uh, throughout the time of its existence. So they claim that Everywhere from the bar, the basement, random rooms, everybody's seen something, similar sightings. Here's my argument about staff and owners of a clearly tourist attraction, haunted hotel, um, money, money. I mean, that, you know, to me, that makes a hundred percent sense, um, that didn't make sense, <laughs> but a hundred percent sense uh, on why they would reinforce this 
for the owners. It's job security. For one, if you're an employee there. Um, two, it's it would be kind of fun. And also, I'm not saying that there haven't been encounters, haven't been sightings or, or personal experiences, but how come none of it's documented? You know, that's what always hangs me up is, look, if these things are so frequent, they're so um, apparent, you can, you can say, hey, this room has its issues, this one has its issues, hallways have it, we know the hallway, we know the rooms, uh, this is where who we're seeing. You would think that you could just set up a camera there <laughs> and, and catch what's going on. But apparently these things are elusive enough where, you know, and look, I've watched the Ghost Hunter shows. There's one camera guy. One camera guy. There's six people there. There's one camera guy. They might set up cameras, you know, one or two cameras in a room to catch some things. But why is nobody wearing body cams? Why does nobody else have a head cam on, a GoPro? I mean, what are we doing here? I don't even do this. And I'm going like, here's number one. Everybody's going to have a camera. Everybody's going to have an audio device going constantly. How come they don't pick up EVP over the regular microphones that they're wearing? But you got to have some kind of audio equipment, you know, that captures it separately. Anyways, I have a ton of questions about all this. And I am a skeptic, but I do want to believe in this stuff. I've never seen anything personally. That's why I'm like, I think belief has a big part of it because I've been in places that are supposedly haunted because I wanted to go see some things. Didn't see anything. Didn't experience anything. Maybe that's me. Maybe I have a, what is it? A, a small pineal gland. Don't make fun of me for my small parts. So, but again, it comes down to why wouldn't the staff confirm at all? You know, whether they're having experiences or not. I mean, what, what are you going to be the one guy that's like, I, I don't believe in any of this. I just want, I just work here. You know, no, no, it's themed. You might as well be at Disneyland where all the characters it's, it's uh what do they call them? Uh, oh brother. What, what are the, oh, the cast. That's what they call the employees, the cast. I mean, that's kind of what you are in a haunted hotel. You might clean bathtubs and toilets, but you're also the cast. Because you have to keep it up. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying these things don't happen. I'm just saying there is clearly money involved. There's clearly incentive involved to keep these stories going. And also, I'm going to get into that a little bit later as well. Some, you know, somebody that got involved that let some stories go. So they say a lot of the guests that stay there, that end up, they end up leaving in the middle of the night. Um, from this constant feeling of fear and despair, this, as they describe, ill intent permeating their bodies. Um, there's a book that the owners keep at the hotel with all these encounters from guests. So now you're incentivizing the guests to potentially, because now it's going to be, oh, I could, uh, what did I see? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying these things don't happen. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot out there. Energy is 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 an incredible thing, and belief so is belief. A lot of things. So I'm not I'm not saying these things don't happen, but there's clearly incentive here. So the book is there. Um, 
some of the claims are that the bathroom, the modern bathroom of the the room, one of the, uh, you know, some of these rooms morphs into like a typical Victorian style bathroom for several seconds before morphing back to the modern style. Now that we've talked about time, time uh, kind of clashing dimensional in a way. Um, coming together where somebody almost steps through a portal into a separate time and then they can see, they turn around and they can actually see um, where they came from. But yet they look around and they see all this, the, it, the time period is completely changed. So potential time slips, that's a that's a really good clue for that. Specifically, that that uh, whether they know it or not, that obviously they're kind of leaning in towards a paranormal. I'm saying, oh, look, that's time. That doesn't have to be ghostly. That could just be time in a weird dimension coming through. All of a sudden, your mind is attuned to multiple frequencies at the same time. Who knows? Uh, but most people are going to say it's haunted, right? Uh, almost everybody they go in there, these ghost hunters, whatever. Of course, of course, because they're not thinking about all the other shit in the universe that could be going on look man look into quantum mechanics all right quantum mechanics and it will it will and i'm i'm not even going to attempt to try and be like well this is what uh, a quantum mechanics is i can barely read but when i do attempt and get to be able to read something you know, it's it's like quantum mechanics. Anything is possible. Anything and everything is possible. And that that potentially our brain, our perception of reality is is what helps to these things, these particles and things around us to take shape. Which to me, again, is a big belief is a big part of this. Moving on. Time slip. Uh, so the Adams couple, the family, uh, the two that own this hotel, and the staff say that one of the most famous spirits, again, as I said, is this Alice, the the um, the unfortunate prostitute lady from room 219. Okay. So... They say she haunts 219. They also say she haunts other rooms around the hotel, like 218, 319. Um, I don't know if that's the room. If you're watching this on the video, I don't know if that's the room or not. Uh, if you're not, it's a very, it's a red looking room uh, with like a little table. I'm not sure if they're showing like a little diner or whatnot, but they're showing a little table with four chairs, very red. There's like a, almost looks like a, a life donut thing from a from a boat from a ship uh, on the wall with a skull in it. Not really sure what's going on there, but anyways, very odd, very odd place. And and obviously, I, in my opinion, they are playing into the spooky nature of this with their theming. So you're telling me they're not going to play into the the accounts? Maybe exaggerate them a little bit. You hear a bang. And maybe you add some footsteps to the to the account, you know, or a voice or whatever. It's that simple. It's that simple. Human nature, man. Human nature. Everybody wants to be famous. 
Everybody wants to be known. They want their name to be remembered. Of course, you should. You should, you legend, you. But you shouldn't lie. You shouldn't lie about it. Because then it makes it to where people like me who are genuinely curious and want to know the truth, but I don't want to be fed a bunch of bullshit, it's hard for me to believe anything because you cocksuckers just bring in whatever you sprinkle in a little bit of whatever you want to add maybe what you think is credibility, but it's not. So think about that. Think about that before you do this. Don't be so selfish. Here are some claims of the incidents from around the hotel. The Alaskan Hotel found in the Alaskan Triangle. So original. Fair warning. It's chilling. In the rooms, they found towels taken from the shelves and strewn about all willy-nilly items moving around by themselves terrible here's what i will say if i worked in a haunted hotel and i found a towel on the floor and i saw something out of the corner of my eye move or what appeared to move per, you know peripheral vision is highly unreliable as much so as hypnotic regression see what i did there but that's what a lot of people see they see movement out of the corner of their eye a door move whatever but they don't dig into why that happened i'm not saying that you should step outside when you hear a noise and walk around your outside going who's there hello Who's there? I'm unarmed. But I'm curious. Don't do that. Don't do that. Terrible idea. Lock the door. And just be like, there was a noise out there. Don't know what it is. And I don't need to know right now until I hear it again. And even then, take it easy. I would be paranoid is what I'm saying about if I worked there and I saw some shit. I'd be paranoid, of course. But what are you doing? You're putting out energy, right? Not to get all woo-woo on you, but you're putting out energy. You're putting out the vibes, man. And, and what happens when you put out energy? Well, there are things probably there. There's clearly some residual energy from a past that this hotel has a collection not only of where it's at but what went down there strong energies in and out of there for a very long time and again not to mention the area but now you're feeding it you're feeding it with the belief, the power of belief, which absolutely has power of its own. So now you're giving that energy shape, right? Maybe, yeah. 
So that's what I think about is that the paranoia going on in the place, not to mention the fact of job security, these people want things to happen. What, what imagine what happens to that hotel when nobody ever has an experience again in that hotel, the Alaskan hotel in the Alaskan triangle known for hauntings and sightings, no more, no longer has no more, no longer has sightings and hauntings. I almost forgot what I said there. Hmm? Business dries up y'all business dries up. So again, What's the incentive? What's the motivation? Hmm? It's money. Right? It's money. So, I'm not saying these things don't happen. But it is a tourist attraction now <laughs> that is attracts tourists exclusively. It primarily Probably the views are stunning. Primarily for the hauntings. Because, I mean, look, if you're looking on the video, go check this place out. Link in the show notes. Go check this place out. What I'm looking at, this room, this red room with a skull on the wall. They're playing into it. Again, not saying that these things don't happen. So they see Alice sitting on the beds. In 219, sometimes 218, staff members feel pushed or touched by her. I hope it was good. That's job security, man. I want to believe in this shit. I really do, guys. I really, really do. I know sometimes I probably come across as a real asshole, as a real naysayer, a real bummer. But the truth is, I look, I have gone to places that were haunted, supposedly haunted, allegedly haunted, <laughs> because I wanted to see something, not because I wanted to be in there and go, this is bullshit. No, I want it. We went in there with cameras. We went in there with, with audio equipment to specifically see what we could find in there. We wanted to see something, nothing. We did four times, and I won't tell you where because it was illegal, but it was in the here in the LC Valley. Go on Grell. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Four times we went in there before it was anything because they ended up turning into a haunted little attraction. Then it became like a residence. I don't know what the fuck. I wouldn't move in there. Creepy. Yes. Creepy backstory this place had, yes, 100%. But the people that went in were not out to create anything. We were in it to see if there was anything already there. And I, I didn't see anything, and nobody else that was there claimed to see anything either. And, and so that's, you know, that's why I'm skeptical. I mean, man, we went through cemeteries, and I mean, you name it. Not the big places because we're broke. <laughs> you know. But local places that had some history, yes. Look, the place that we went to was an old insane asylum. 
That's all I'm saying because I don't want to incriminate myself too much. A long time ago. But that's why I'm skeptical. Because like I said, in all these cases, you absolutely have incentive to, if not create, exaggerate the extent to which these hauntings take place. And guests have every reason to say, not that I'm saying that every guest is going to be like, hey, let's leave in the middle of the night so we could be a part of the mystery. Not saying that. But man, no, nothing, no documentation. There was even like a little ghost hunter show that did a thing on this. Nothing. All personal experience. That's the thing I fucking hate. If you're going to go in there as a show to document these things and all you come away with is personal experience, you are doing it wrong. You are doing it wrong. There's not enough camera. There's uh, video, uh, not enough cameras. There's not enough audio equipment. You're not doing it right. If you, if you get that many personal experiences and nothing to back it up, you're doing it wrong. Mr. Professional Ghost Hunter. Put me in there, man. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. John Fogarty. They say that sometimes you can see Alice in a large mirror that's leading up to one of the rooms in uh, the hotel bar, walking up the, down the stairs before it disappears. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't fuck with mirrors. I don't fuck with mirrors in any way, shape, or form. That I don't believe in a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm agnostic about a lot of things, very much so, because I think a lot of things are just chalked up to peripheral vision is terrible. We're paranoid in general, and and we like to label things. As humans, I mean. But mirrors? Mirrors are fucking not good. Okay, they are not good. They creep me the fuck out. You know, every movie you see, the guy's brushing his teeth bends over in the in the bathroom to just uh, wash out his mouth comes back up and there's a fucking whatever or a, a giant rape monster that's just gonna penetrate him no dude no what the fuck why mirrors you know there's a lot of ancient uh, uh cultures that believe that pictures which here i'm doing video my soul's gone but that take the uh, believe that you know uh, 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 pictures capture the soul, video um, mirrors. There's a long history of weird shit with mirrors. Think about uh, what's what's the things? Not Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. Is it Cinderella? Snow White with the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the first? Ah, Snow White. <laughs> see how see how dumb I am. You see how dumb I am. I had to repeat that in my head. Say the nursery rhyme. Just the fuck. Hey, y'all. Thanks for sticking with me. Because I'm crazy. Especially on this one. What the hell? It's because I'm by myself. That's why, Nate. <sighs> Mirrors, man. 
don't ah, don't fuck with them. That's the one place where I'll tell you, yeah, there's something there, man. There's something there. If you're paranoid about something being in a mirror, you're probably right. You're probably right. So let's look at this room 315, okay? The one that uh, supposedly um, has the most attention on it, room 315. This is the one uh, with the guy that jumped out the window that we'll get into. So the room itself is nothing special. If you're uh, watching the video right now, you can see two beds, mirror, uh, uh, not a mirror, a picture hanging on the, the wall. Very plano. What you can't see in the picture is that there's a window, small window, one window, and uh, and also a replica phone on the wall, which actually I do think you can see the phone in the picture. Um, nothing from the 21st century, all original. Okay. So one of the stories, like I'd mentioned from 315, this happened in 2007, 2007. So not super old. Story goes, a sailor, he was a sailor, that's right, from the USS Bunker Hill, checked in the room 315 while he was ported, a uh, ship was in port, and shortly before midnight, the police got an emergency call from the hotel. Uh, they show up, volunteer Jill Whites and Officer Chris Gifford responded to the call. When they show up, several people lead them to 315, doors locked, no response from the inside. So, they go ahead and they break the door down and what they see is the walls covered in blood, covered in blood, no body after a short time, but the window is open after a short time. They believe that the, you know, they see the window. Obviously it's a short time because it's one single room, two beds, one window. They're going to take, uh, you know, three seconds to be like, he's not here. Windows open. He out the window. So he jumps out the single window, or that's what they believe he did. When they look down out the window from the street or on the street, the sailor is getting up. He's standing up. Mind you, three stories. Okay? Three stories. What was the what was the one that we went over with the kids? The kids that went out the window uh that were like not straight. They landed on the, the steps landing out front. I can't remember what it was. Anyways. Um, yeah, I can't remember exactly what. Anyways, one of our previous episodes, we talked about a case where uh, these kids supposedly uh, were abducted out of this window, but um, they're not sure exactly what happened. Anyways, go check it out. So after they check out, this guy, um, he's got injuries all over his body, but he survives the fall. The next morning, he ends up going to the hospital. The next morning, naval officers arrived at the hotel to do their own investigation. And according to their, or to their owners, to the owners of the hotel, they made it very, very clear, the Navy did, that they wanted no publicity over the incident at all. None. So, that same evening, they get a call from a woman claiming to be the sailor's mother, and she is pissed. And she accuses the owners of almost killing her son by allowing him to stay in a room that they knew was haunted. I mean, what the fuck? The guy's in the military, man. 
the millet. You're going to be mad at a couple of hotel owners. Listen here, mama sailor man. You're going to be super mad at the owners of a hotel for letting them stay there, but you're not going to, but you're not mad at the government for putting your, your, your dude, your son into the military. I mean, come on, come on. That's weird. Anyways, I found that was what I found the most weird was the reaction from the mom. Like Jesus, he's in the Navy. You'd think she'd kind of not be sensitive as sensitive as, uh, you know, the safety of her son when he's in the Navy. Either that or the Navy must be, like, not a big deal. I don't know. I, not as big of a deal as, as staying in a haunted hotel room? Come on. Come on, Mama Sailor Man. Despite the Navy and the local police investigating the case no one knows why the room was covered in the sailor's blood since it appeared that the injuries happened from the fall they also don't know why the guy jumped in the first place apparently he never said let alone how he survived i mean people survive falls like that all the time all the time man all the time just thousands of people falling surviving I don't know. According to the owners, there are several other ghosts and entities of some kind that haunt the Alaska Hotel. One of these, one of the employees said, "There's probably a couple of ghosts hanging around the hotel. Probably a couple." That same employee also says other staff members and guests told them about strange people in the hallways dressed in late 19th and early 20th century clothing. Clothing. Which, of course, is uh, incredibly credible. The staff member also said they haven't seen anything themselves, but that some parts of the hotel just don't feel right and just don't feel safe at all. Now, there is something to be said for the energy of places. I have myself. Long time ago. Man I'm giving you guys a lot of personal history. Have I ever done that before? I don't think so. I'm a fairly private person. Aside from the fact that I like to yak to, to strangers. Family was looking for a house. Long time ago as a kid. 12, 13. We're looking at all these different houses to rent going through them and one of them had an attic and we walk in the attic me and my sister and there is oh shout out to my sister what up and we go up to the attic and there's like this crayon writing in the attic it was really creepy creepy writing not that it said anything creepy that i remember like it would have been really bad if it was like uh, you know some weird rhyming spell or whatever you know but it wasn't it was just really random writing and it was all over and it was just creepy creepy it creeped us out really old looking it just 
both me and my sister, not twins, by the way, just because twins have a weird vibe, but both me and her looked at each other at the same time and were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this place feels fucking creepy. So creepy that we went down to my parents and we're like, no, let's not, let's not do this. Thank Christ. Anyways, it was too old for what they were looking for. Wasn't an option, but creepy, man. Creepy. I've definitely gotten some creepy vibes from places for sure. I was creeped out in that place that we went into for sure. There were creepy vibes that were like old, decrepit hospital beds still in the room, old piano in one of them. Creepy debris strewn about, uh, but didn't hear voices, didn't hear footsteps, didn't hear any of that. Went through the place, three stories, same as the other one, but it was big, like big, long wings. So I get the idea of the vibe. Again, though, doesn't mean haunted, right? Vibe is uh, one thing. Energy is one thing, but haunted, that's another. Other accounts come from uh, room 313, the room directly next to room 315 where it said that the spirit of a fisherman, a regular at the hotel, when he docked in Genoa. Most people say that they have encountered this fisherman, claim that they saw him, and that they get a sudden, overwhelming, uh, overpowering smell of fish, which is hilarious. Hilarious. Because, you know, like there's... uh past of some potential prostitution and a fisherman fish you know i don't know if like maybe he wasn't a fisherman you see where i'm getting at anyways another room where weird shit happens is 321 again objects moving on their own flying through the air like being thrown in the early days of the 20th century the area was very much a wild west in Juneau, meaning that a lot of the agreements or disagreements, I should say, ended in blood. People fighting, people shooting, people dying. So again, that's energy. You know, um, look, I don't, I, I don't want to get into the afterlife stuff, but there is something about the energy in which you go residual energy that's left over for sure for sure and you could call it haunted you could also just call it residual energy of something there powerful energy people say they see shadowy figures out of the corner of their eyes in the bar again peripheral vision is not adequate it's not that's why it can't be reliable you know what i mean like if you wear glasses like right now my peripheral vision is fucked fucked i wear glasses so even if you have 2020 vision though your your perif is not accurate not accurate so moving out of the corner of their eyes, not enough, in my opinion. 
glasses moving by themselves, which now, depending on how dramatic the movement was, could be. But like, you know, I mean, look, I mistake that kind of shit all the time. Because I'm, uh, I'm paying attention to the wrong things. I, like you, am looking for, you know, as they say, reading between the lines, except you're trying to see between or whatever, between the realms. I don't know. Now, they do say some of these objects that are uh, moving by themselves are being pushed to the ground, some glasses shattering, so that's something else. Who knows, man? Who knows? There was a TV show called The Alaskan Triangle. That's kind of where, um, you know, a lot of this comes from. The hotel owner said that a strange presence in the hotel seems to push back against people being there. Now, they link a story to this, and they say that in the late 1990s, they had a hot tub facility that was set up in the basement. In the basement. I understand for like purposes of the hot tub and plumbing and whatnot, that makes sense. But as far as location goes, in a supposed haunted hotel, not good. Not good. One night, a hotel guest was found drowned in the hot tub, but investigators said there was no sign of foul play. Uh, Was he dumb? Was he drunk? What's the toxicology? They don't go into that. You see? Now, I myself, again, personal history, have almost died in a hot tub from being drunk. True story. I just turned 21. I'd been a fairly heavy alcoholic for the prior three years, but I want to go real hard for my 21st. So I did, and I ended up in a hot tub, and uh, my friends had to pull me out because I was sinking. Ended up under the water. Apparently, it wasn't too long, but, you know, because they pulled me out and I wasn't choking or anything. But, uh, boy, <laughs> bad news. So that, that shit happens. And it was in a hot tub because the heat mixed with the alcohol put me right out. And I, whoo, mm, mm. late 90s. We're in the grunge stage, people. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. That doesn't mean ghosts. Hard partying, man. Hard partying. But they link that to to say that uh, somebody doesn't want, a ghost doesn't want anybody in the basement. I'm going to ask you, what do you think that adds up to that? Because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. There's a lot of reasons why an individual could drown in a hot tub and it not be ghosts. You know what I mean? But another one. Um, oh, let's look at it from the angle of the location. That's what I meant to say. 
first before we go on. For starters, Alaska itself is a crazy place. Mysterious, untamed, totally. It's a, it's a totally unique place. Of course, within this Alaskan triangle, there's a lot going on. Like I said in the beginning, UFO sightings, Bigfoot sightings, uh, a lot of things going on within this triangle area, which is it, it involves several towns. I think Palmer is one of them. Um, uh, I'm terrible with names. Palmer and Jeannot are the two that I can remember right now. And I know there's, I know there's, uh, I think there's another one. But this place, Alaska itself, is a crazy place. People that live there will tell you that. It has a sense of power to it, mystery to it. It's, it's, they call it the last untamed land because it is just that, untamed. And if we look at an ancient world, where a lot of the world was untamed, there was a lot going on in this world that we still don't understand to this day. Of how people did things, the cultures, I mean, you name it. There's something involved in the ancient world that we just don't understand. But within this Alaska Triangle. There's another haunted, quote-unquote, haunted place with several paranormal claims of its own. The historic Anchorage Hotel in, of all places, Anchorage. According to the locals, weird shit at the Anchorage has been going on for a long time, decades. But the stories never managed to get it out to the public, okay? Until 2004 when they have a new manager named Terry Rossi who takes over. And suddenly, all these stories go to the public. There's all these paranormal experiences getting out to the public now. Why? Why? As we say, Marketing strategy. Huh? Bring in that revenue. That's it. That's it. Pump up the numbers, baby. Hey. Sales are down. We got all these stories. This crazy past of people claiming all this stuff. Why don't we put this out there? Why don't we play? Why don't we play on this? Why don't we why don't we do this? It, lean into it. Uh, it worked. It worked. So one of the claims that uh Rusi or Russie or whatever her name is put out to the public came in December of uh that year, same year, 2004. She was standing, this is her claim. She was standing behind the front desk of the hotel doing hotel paperwork. She caught the mirror. Uh, out of the corner of her eye. And she claims she saw a reflection. Now, out of the corner of her eye, she sees 
a smoky silhouette in a white dress standing by a painting on the opposite wall. That much detail out of her periphery. I'll give you this. I'm blind as a fucking bat. But, but, I don't think you can pick up that much detail out of the corner of your eye. That shows me. But I'm blind. Not as blind as Mike, but still blind Mike for the blind one, y'all. She quickly turned to look at the painting where she saw the silhouette. Nothing was there, of course. She's a little creeped out, certain that she saw something, but she tries to let it go, focuses on work. Several days later, she's at the front desk again, along with one of the employee's boyfriends waiting for her to get off of work. Sitting in the lobby, suddenly, one of the big heavy paintings lifts itself off the wall, flies across the room, crashes to the floor, smashing a glass coffee table. Now, that's impressive. That is impressive. Here's what's funny. Rusi thinks at first it's an earthquake. Okay. You go from... You see something out of the corner of your eye that looks like a dark, shadowy figure by a painting to a, you see a painting fly across the room. She thinks it's an earthquake. What? What? Why would you think earthquake? I've been in an earthquake. Have you ever been in an earthquake? Have any of you been in an earthquake? Tell me. Re- show of hands. Who's been in an earthquake? Okay. <laughs> Paintings don't go flying across the room. In an earthquake. They're vibrated down off of the wall or wherever the fuck. It's vibration. It's not invisible hands grabbing an object and hawking it across the room. I don't understand people. I don't understand people. You 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 barely see anything in the corner of your eye. It's a it's a silhouette of a shadowy figure. But you see a painting fly across the room and it's an earthquake. Could not the shadowy figure have been something more natural as in a shadow? Not a figure, but like literally anything. As opposed to the painting flying across the room. I'm going to take more. Me, I'm going to take more as something fucking grabbed it and threw it. Perhaps. Perhaps the telling of this tale of the painting flying across the room is inaccurate. Because the earthquake thing. Perhaps it did vibrate off of the wall instead of flying across the room. Hence, 
the exaggeration. Yeah, see where I'm getting at, gang? You see where I'm getting at? Her description of her thinking that it's an earthquake would make more sense if she didn't lie about it flying across the room. You see where I'm getting at? That's where people trip up, you see? Because in her head, she probably did think earthquake because the painting didn't fly across the room. You lying whore! I'm just kidding. (laughs) That was aggressive. I want to believe in this shit, but these motherfuckers making shit up. You see where I'm getting at? Maybe I'm the one pulling at straws. Am I the crazy one? Am I the crazy one? Sound insane. I know. I know. You should be medic. I know. Earthquake. But nothing else in the room was moving. Uh, So again, she let it go. Look, man. If I'm in any room, I don't care, haunted or not. My house is was built within the last 10 years. Not haunted. But if I saw a painting in my house fly across the room and crash on the opposite wall, I would be like, uh, that's a ghost. In my skeptic brain. In my skeptic brain. But if it falls off the wall and crashes, that's where I'm going to go, uh, we have an earthquake. You see where I'm getting at? I'm spending too much time on this. After that, she decided that she would collect everyone's personal accounts in Zibuk. And that's where the book came into play. The little guest book that everybody can write their shit down. A lot of them said that lights were being switched on and off by themselves. Weird sounds like giggling, whispering, temperature in the rooms dropping suddenly, or even being pushed. All right. Switches on and off by themselves. It's a really old place. Fuses, I'm telling you, even in a new house, less than 10 years old. We have flickering lights from time to time. Not ghosts. Probably not. (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) I'm all, not ghosts! And then all of a sudden, one just puts its dick in my ear. Oh! Weird sounds like giggling or whispering. Schizophrenia! (laughs) Come on! Everybody's paranoid schizophrenic that comes in there. Clearly! Giggling or whispering, man, that, I mean, up to your, how much you want to bet most of these guests are old, older, and I'm not putting anybody down, but you dumb motherfuckers, you deaf idiots, just kidding. Kidding. 
Sometimes we mistake things. Just like eyesight, hearing can be unreliable at times. Giggling or whispering, and you're in a supposed haunted hotel. I just don't feel like that's enough. I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. Now, unless, of course, I'm trying to raise funds for my hotel. And then I'm not going to give a fuck. I'm going to do what I got to do. But if I'm legitimately, I would be if I, I would be embarrassed to be like, well, I heard whispering and giggling. And so I was convinced that there were ghosts. I'd be embarrassed. Light switching on and off. My God. My God. I can't find my button when I want. There it is. See? Pussy. <laughs> People just get excited. You want to be in on the shenanigans, man. That's my opinion on that. But I'm a douchebag. Another account in May 2007, guests that stayed in room 202 complained to the desk that somebody was knocking on their door and running away. Those bastards. I'd be, I would be very irritated. Uh, mentioning they could hear children giggling when they opened the door. The thing is... There were no children staying at the hotel at the time. <gasps> no kids. Uh, again, I would say residual energy. You can call that ghosts. You can call that spirits. Call that whatever you want. What I call that is pure happiness in, in energy form. Tickling your ear holes with the sound of children's laughter. How could you not be thrilled? How could you not be overcome with joy at the sound of children's laughter licking at your ears? People, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I mean, I could imagine what happened is, is like, this is what would happen if it was me in the room and I, and I heard knocking and I kept opening the door. And I heard kids running and there was nobody there. When I complained at the desk, I'd be like, look, Doug, it was a wonderful stay. Everything was great except these bastard children. And he'd be like, what do you mean, sir? And I'd be like, well, at several moments in the evening, there were these just dickish kids that were knocking on the door and then running away. And he would be like, well, that's odd, sir, because we haven't had any children check in. And I'd be like, oh, hmm. are you sure about that? And he'd be like, I think so. And I'd be like, you sure people aren't just sneaking their children in? Maybe, maybe do you think to get a cheaper rate, they wouldn't tell you that their kids are in, Doug? Just maybe. I wouldn't go that hard on poor Doug. I am really in a weird state today. <sighs> Drugs. So, another account 
from October said that a guest reported checking into their room and finding a small child standing in the closet, smiling at them. That, I would shit my pants. I have a few things I do when I check into a hotel room. And that is, I open the door and I go, Oh, look! We didn't get fucked over. Or I go, Jesus, what the fuck do we pay for? And then I immediately take a piss. Now, what is generally right across from the bathroom? Mm, That little goddamn closet. So what happened is, is I would take my piss. Thank Christ I had just evacuated. And then I would step out of that bathroom door and see a tiny a tiny tiny child standing there and proceed to shit or piss my pants whichever one i didn't do in the bathroom 100 100 i'm soiling myself in some way and probably letting out a hot or a jesus fuck something like that now manager rusi or russi believes that over 30 spirits are at the Anchorage Hotel. Some are regulars. Some are just passing through. We'll leave the lights on for you. That's the energy connection. You see? That's the energy connection right there. The regulars, the ones that are staying there, and the ones that are passing through. I am attempting to do an experiment. Hear me out. Where I am going to take a Ouija board, a spirit box, and combine them as in people on the Ouija board are asking questions, people on the spirit box are listening to the frequencies and yelling out what they hear without being able to see or hear the outside world. All being videoed and audioed, recorded. I like to describe it like casting a net and pulling in energy. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to do. And the way I describe this is saying that we are going to capture any energy that is passing through or that resides here. Energy. That's the energy connection is that there is energy that clearly is residing there. It has it 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 stays there. It's located there. That's the center point of that energy. But then you have energy that is capturing. There's something pulling in energy. You see, so something in the place is producing energy, and then also pulling in energy. So almost like a breathing action. That's interesting. That's interesting. And I think that energy, you could say, that's being produced from the hotel is the power of belief, the energy of the belief. Because everybody that comes in there is bringing that energy. They want to believe. The, the, the staff believe it. The, the owners believe it. So you have a constant influx and permanent residency of 
belief. That's, in my opinion, that's it. That's the pinning point. It's the belief is the commonality that is going on there. Now, how did you get that belief? Now, clearly, there is shit that has gone on. Anytime you take, it's like a filter of any kind. The longer it resides in in a place filtering, it's going to collect a lot of stuff. Right? Now, you could say there's ways to cleanse it, clean it, whatever the fuck. But... Assuming this place hasn't been cleansed or cleaned in any way of the filter that is uh, spiritual stuff. The dust bunnies of souls. I don't know. That place is acting as a filter. As energy is flowing through it. Throughout the time that it's been there in this Alaskan area that clearly has a a powerful energy coming that produces in itself a mystery, intrigue. So to me, that's the common factor, is the energy being brought in by guests that, you know, from a past, a very long past. Look how long we're going back. 1913. Long time. What is that? A hundred and... 108 years, 109 years, somewhere around there. That's a long time. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of collection of energies, not to mention what went down. You do have murder. You do have weird shit. And I'm sure there's a ton more than this that I'm not going into. There's a ton more. But again, that doesn't necessarily make me believe that it's ghosts and hauntings and stuff it's 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 a collection of energy as well as being in a place that has strong energy so it's like a beacon like a like a funnel all the same time it's pulling it in it's putting it out and this wandering spirit phenomenon that they're talking about could be a clue to portals, gateways for entities from a different realm, a different dimension, whatever you want to call it. Another place in this Alaskan Triangle with interesting encounters is the Silver Bow Inn Bed and Breakfast in Genoa, which was converted from an old bakery. And it said to be haunted by the former baker and uh, founder of the original bakery, Gus Messerschmidt. They say he wanders around the inn, but they say that encounters with him are said to be friendly and playful. Still moving stuff around, not breaking anything, but people hear bubbly laughter. Bubbly laughter. Wouldn't it be cool since it's an old bakery if you the residual energy there was the smell of pastries? I love pastries. I mean, right now my mouth is alive with saliva. 
because I'm thinking about pastries, y'all. I might have to go get some motherfucking donuts after this. God damn it. I did it to myself. I'm a chunky monkey. I don't need that shit. Going to have to do it, though. We're talking about a bakery. Fuck. (laughs) They say he wanders around the inn. Oh, I already said that. Then the other place is the Mother Lodge Lodge. (laughs) In the town of Palmer. Man, these people are original. The Alaskan Hotel in Alaska. In the Alaskan Triangle. The Mother Lodge Lodge. Damn. No wonder these people need help marketing. They can't name their shit for shit. Wrong one. They can't name their shit for shit. The Mother Lodge Lodge is said to have the wanderings of a black apparition around the lodge which freaks out the people because they're uh, all white (laughs) racism guests who've been alone in the room see the reflection of a gentleman dressed in old-fashioned clothes standing behind them in the mirror fucking mirrors man when they turn around of course nobody's there that's how they work if it was there i don't know what would happen They also hear strange noises, loud bangs, unnerving voices, doors open, and close on their own. Curtains being drawn back on their own. Here's what I'll say about the doors. You get in a place, like, look, I'll tell you what, you know, I told you, our house is like less than 10 years old. Houses settle, okay? We have a door that no shit from closed to about here, it will stay wherever you leave it, okay? But you go past that point, and it slowly opens on its own. So here's what I've had. We like to leave our, I shouldn't give this away, but sometimes we like to leave our windows open in the in the you know evening, whatever. Oh, now I'm going to get murdered. When that door is like that, cracked open like that, because we got pets, you know, Mr. Ringo, our cat cinnamon. The wind will ever so slightly push that door just a little bit. And what happens? It goes from the crack to now slowly opening on its own. I have been in the room about to go to sleep, laying in bed where I can see the door. And it does this after having sat there for 30 minutes without moving. And then all of a sudden it moves. It is creepy. It creeps me out. I don't like it. <laughs> because the first thing I think is movies like Paranormal Activity and you know shit like this. But it's wind. It's wind. But it creeps me out. Now, if I'm in a place where it's said to be haunted, they're saying the doors open on their own. And I don't know there's a window open in a room. These places are drafty. And there's a door that happens to be like this. 
and that happens, what are you going to think? You're going to think it's fucking haunted. But it's not. It's the wind and a faulty door. I'm not saying these things don't happen. But I am saying that the truth is, is that a lot of times these things aren't what we think it is. Nothing is as it seems. One of my favorite mantras to myself, nothing is as it seems. Your emotions, the situation, ghosts, aliens, you name it. You take a moment to realize nothing is as it seems. And what you're angry about, you expand all of a sudden. Now, I'm still guilty of being angry and, and, and jumping to conclusions and things like that. But when you take a moment and you rationally think nothing is as it seems, nothing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> boy. Then you start to think about what the other possibilities are. And wind is a very good possibility in an old place that's drafty with several other rooms that have their own windows. Guaranteed, somebody else could have their window open and that, that breeze could come into your room and, and blow your door open. Blow you while you're sleeping. Same thing with curtains. Same thing with curtains. We have vents that are right under curtains that I forget that. And you see a curtain do a ripple and you're like, oh. But it's just the, the, the fan from the vent. So you got to think for a moment. Wait, what else could it be other than a ghost? Oh, the vent. That's all. I'm not saying it's not these things, but sometimes there is a rational, natural uh, explanation. In 2015, when the lodge was, this is the, uh, again, to go back to the um, Mother Lodge Lodge is what it was. In 2015, when the lodge was temporarily closed for repairs, the entire building burned to the ground under, as they said, suspicious circumstances. Now, most people thought it was for insurance fraud. However, the hotel was not insured at the time. So it wasn't insurance fraud, and they never found out why it burned to the ground. Mm. Maybe the owner made a terrible miscalculation and thought he had another couple of months left on the insurance. Decided that now would be a good time to burn that motherfucker down. Burned it down, not realizing that he didn't look at it right or whatever. And uh, it had actually lapsed prior to that. Mm, horrible. And how are you going to admit that? No. Nope. Could be. Could be. It's what I'm all about. Speculation. Speculation. We speculate out the ass on this show. And that's exactly what I just did. Pulled some shit out of my ass to speculate on. Another weird place is the Tonsina River Lodge. That one's a good one. See, that one's a good one. Tonsina River Lodge, where people claim to see entities and hearing ominous voices coming from nowhere. 
Nothing to write home to mom about. Ominous voices. Ominous voices. How many people hear voices in their head, huh? Probably a lot. I know I do. Some of them do not pop up at the most opportune time. So if you're in a hotel where it's creepy and all of a sudden somebody in your head's like, huh? And you're like, ah! You know, I don't know. Also in the Alaska Triangle, as I mentioned in the beginning, there are multiple reports of UFOs, which brings in the alien connection. Is it aliens? One of the most well-known and credible UFO encounters happened in 1986 when the JPL Flight 1628 encountered two UFOs before seeing a huge mothership. There's also claims of alien abductions as well as several researchers that believe there is some kind of alien base that exists below the train, deep, deep below. Of course, multiple sightings of Bigfoot and Bigfoot-like creatures. Now, does that mean they're Bigfoot-like as in they have big feet like Bigfoot or as in they're tall and hairy? Or that they're elusive. A lot of these encounters also occur in similar locations to the UFO encounters. Which, of course, again, energy, man. Energy. It's another clue to that. That uh, there's energy in these specific places that draws in these things. These paranormal, odd, weird things. Any place with that kind of mystery, Alaska, the untamed frontier, you're going to have some fuckery. Again, there's a long history there. There's some weird shit going on. People that disappear, a lot of missing person cases, 16,000 missing person cases. And a lot of them, there's no remains ever found. No remains, no signs ever. What does that remind you of? Tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the missing 411 cases where there's a lot of them that there is no sign of an individual. No sign whatsoever. And a lot of those people in the 411 cases, which we did, uh, there's a whole episode I did on it called the missing 411 Imagine that, where some of these were actually trained, experienced hikers, survivalists that just never show back up again. Crazy. Crazy. And yes, the terrain is treacherous. It's crazy. It's hostile untamed how many times am i going to say that but there's a lot of people that believe that besides the train besides the environment there is something ominous behind these disappearances behind these encounters some believe it's aliens 
Some believe it's alien abductions. Others blame Bigfoot, of course. Or portals. All very possible. But maybe it's not one or the other. It's, it's probably a combination of things, a combo meal of craziness, if you will. To me, what this sounds like, this sounds like what I said, a beacon, a funnel of sorts, both for all kinds of energy, all kinds of energy that manifests look at that beautiful mountain region if you're watching this you can see the picture if you're not link in the show notes pull it up right now beautiful mountain ranges in alaska what a gorgeous gorgeous place stunning have you ever seen the show alone amazing show check it out anytime you have a place like this with what seems to be strange, powerful energy coming from this area, Alaska itself, but specifically this Alaskan triangle. And you add in human consciousness to the equation meaning we shape reality, right? We've talked about this. This is, this is in science right now. They're talking about how much the human consciousness plays a part in shaping our reality and that DMT might be involved in the pineal gland, which opens up a door to a ton of things that could be happening in our reality we take this energy like we do, like everything's a frequency. So what we see, colors, light, all this stuff is a frequency that our eyes and our brain interprets. Our consciousness could be interpreting this energy that these places are manifesting and that we are like clay shaping this energy into all these things that we see. And you could go into the psychology of that, why Bigfoot for some and why aliens for others, voices, feet, whatever. How does a person, how are they in touch with their past life? How do they have memories from a past life when others don't? But, it's, but it seems to be that there's this cyclical nature to life. Meaning that a lot of people have probably experienced a past life. But why does it seem like only certain ones are in touch with that? Frequency and the ability to read that. Meaning this could be our brain's taking this energy and translating it into something 
that you want to see, you're more likely to see based on your makeup. I, I have no idea. But that's what I really, I really think that belief is a huge factor in this, a huge factor. And of course, human consciousness shaping, taking that belief and applying it to this energy and creating Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts, you name it. I really do. I really, really, really do. But look at this just stunning area, stunning area. Uh, again, all the links in the show notes of everything that we're talking about um, where you can follow along if you would like. But as always, the biggest question I have is, what do you think? What do you think about all this? What do you think about Alaska? What do you think about the crazy shit going on in Alaska? What do you think about Bigfoot? What do you think about the Alaskan Triangle? about these hotels and their experiences. Do you think these people are full of shit? Do you think they really are having experiences, but they're exaggerating a little bit? Or do you think it's straight up what it is? Exactly what they're saying. I lean more on that uh, they're adding a little spice to their potentially mundane experiences that they're having. Potentially. Potentially. If you have stories... If you have experiences, you just want to reach out, you can email, link in the show notes, go check it out, portal to all things UFO know, but we are building a tinfoil militia, and I want you in the ranks, so go donate now, patreon.com slash UFO know podcast. First, I want to thank Casey Armadillo. Thank you, sir, for joining the Tinfoil Militia. Michael Ralston, thank you. Rihanna Little and her fiancé. Thank you. Brian, I believe is his name. Thank you both very much. We have some wonderful conversations. Thank you all. The OG supporter, designer Tinfoil Hatwear and Aaron Rice. Hope you're doing good, lady. Jesse, I appreciate you so much, lady. Thank you so much. We always have great conversations. And uh, she's always tagging me and shit. Thank you so much. I love it. Jet Life Teague, new to the Tinfoil Militia. Thank you. Michael Benavides. Thank you, sir. Carlton Turner. Bro, welcome aboard. Matthew Morfitt, who gave us the idea for Valiant Thor and Galactic Federation, said, hey, Will you give me your take on these? I'd like to know what you think. And I said, fucking A, we'll do it for you. So we did. So if you like those episodes, you also, I think, would like Matthew Morfitt. Thank you, sir, as well for, uh, I believe it was you that tagged us in the uh, UFNL podcast uh, Instagram page. My God, I blew a fuse. Which you can do as well if you get merch. Go tag us. Tag us. If you get some merch, tag us on the Instagram. I would love to know who you are and feature you on our page. Uh, again, you too can be a part of the Tinfoil Militia at patreon.com slash podcast, where we release a new episode every single week just to the Patreon fans early. You usually get it early, like Friday, Saturdays. Uh, that's what I tried to do. And... Um, uh, as well as a bonus episode every single week on there. And I'm going to be out of bonus content. No ads. Like I said, all my loyalty. Love every single one of you. Any donation means the world to me. But 
I added tiers, y'all. So you can join up Red Squad, Blue Squad, Green Squad, I think Gold Squad. I'm not really sure, but you can go and sign up. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash UFO No Podcast. Go do it. Now, for my general shout outs. To the Black Coast, Killer Band, Wet Wired, their brand. Thank you all so much. Awesome band from the UK. Go check these guys out. Casey Leesky, my good friend, co-worker. Love you, dude. Thank you. And as well, I want to give a big shout out to my friend, John. Love you, John. Dude, always in my thoughts. Uh, Ridiculous Patronus 1, your scented memoried. Gigi Holland, the Slime King plays. Thank you all for your reviews. You as well can go and review us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast where they let you review Apple iTunes, Spotify, Audible, all let you review. Go do it now. Helps out a lot. Thank you so much. My sister, Christy, and the whole family, Jesse, Zoe, Emma, thank you all uh, for listening to the show. And uh, I appreciate you. Love you guys. Josh from Camp Verde, Arizona. My friend, I as well want to be abducted i kind of i mean some of the stories that we've told about being abducted i'm like i don't know i don't know if i want to or not but um i just want to know i want to know so bad i want to believe so bad i mean i i do believe that there's things out there i do believe there's something out there but i don't know i want to believe in all this but i just don't know just like you josh and thanks for the stories brah uh, I as well want to give a shout out to Tim who reached out uh, recently and uh, gave me a shout out and said, uh, love the show. I believe I'm paraphrasing. I'll read it right meow. Um, UFO no Tim here from Marinette, Wisconsin. Coworker Shane and I have started listening to your podcast for the last few weeks. We're believers. Keep up the awesome work. You rock. Thank you all very much. Tim and his work wife, Shane from Marinette, Wisconsin. Thank you guys so much. Also, Ed, I miss him on the show. I'm sure you guys miss him too. Ed's got a podcast. He was working on it when we he was on the show. That's why he was on the show because I was like, dude, come on the show. It'll get you pumped up to do your own. Sure as shit, he did. Strange Circumstances with Edwin Everhart. Go check it out. Link in the show notes. I'll put it there. Go check it out. Ed has done a phenomenal job. He's got some great stories. D.B. Cooper and a whole bunch of other stuff I can't remember at the time, but he does a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Uh, and everyone who's bought merch, again, go tag UFNO Podcast with your sweet-ass gear. Help us build this portfolio of fans. And if you want to get a shout-out, just let me know you listen to the show or donate on Patreon.com. It's that simple. If you like the show, share the show give a nice review, subscribe on Rumble and YouTube. It all helps dramatically. And I love you all. I love you all. I love doing this. Um, It just means the world to me. So let's keep doing it, huh? shall we? As I always say, stay elevated, folks. And keep your eyes to the skies. Watch out for the government. They're shysty bastards.